Hey guys, welcome to the Softly Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Axel, and in this episode, we kiss and tell. Now, sorry if I'm whispering, my family's around, and I don't want to really expose myself to them just yet, but I um, wanted to talk about my first kiss. So, yeah. I'm also, like, in the living room on the couch, so hopefully none of them hear me. (laughs) Anyways, um... Yes, the, the first kiss. The scientific term for kissing is osculation. The science of studying kissing is philematology. Osculologists are scientists who study kissing, and they say that to kiss, we use 34 of our facial muscles and up to 146 total, total, total body muscles. The most important muscle in kissing is the orbicularis oris, the muscle that helps us... Mm, pucker up. (laughs) Now, don't quote me on the pronunciation of these big words, I only do my best, and I'm pulling information from two articles I found on kissing. What's in a Kiss? The Science of Smooching by Emery Maguire, published on the British Council, and Prelude to a Kiss? The Science of Kissing by L'Oreal Pooler, published on Brain World. I guess kissing in general is interesting. There are definite cultural aspects about it. For example, in France, you would faire le bis, which is uh, greeting people, specifically friends, acquaintances, and family members would do uh, with kisses on the cheek. Faire le bis directly translates to to do the kiss. But nonetheless, what I'm all about is the phenomenon, the first kiss. Kissing serves a purpose of creating a more intimate bond with another person, correlated with the feelings of attachment and comfort. There is a higher concentration of nerve endings in the lips compared to any other body part. Of the, um, any other body part. Now, when those nerves in the lips are stimulated, five of our cranial nerves are triggered and our brain goes into overdrive. It focuses itself on the sensation of the lips to create a chemical concoction of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. That combination of chemicals gives us this natural high, all designed to make us feel good and crave more. These chemicals light up the pleasure centers in our brain. Dopamine, the pleasure hormone, is released in the prefrontal cortex and stimulates the same area of the brain activated by any addictive drug and sugar. As a result, we experience feelings of euphoria and addictive behavior, making us crave more. Dopamine is why we're totally preoccupied with thoughts of that other person, sometimes even to the point of losing sleep or our appetite. Oxytocin is the love hormone. It fosters feelings of affection and attachment. This is the same hormone that is released during childbirth and breastfeeding. Now, serotonin is released in levels that look a lot like those of someone with obsessive compulsive disorder. This plays into the memory of a good kiss that can stay with us for years. Epinephrine and norepinephrine causes our blood vessels and pupils to dilate. In fact, it's theorized that our eyes, our eyes dilating is just is the reason why we close them while we kiss. Now, all this adrenaline makes our hearts race, and we get more oxygen delivered to the brain. That's why we get that weak-to-the-knees feeling. Regular kissing for a few weeks produces less cortisol, the stress hormone. This is one reason why people in long-term relationships have a slightly longer lifespan, so I guess better get to smooching if you want to live longer. If you have high cortisol levels from stress or just being in a situation where the kiss can be pretty uncomfortable, you're less likely to feel good about the kiss. Now, according to evolutionary psychologist Gordon Gallup, if your first kiss is bad, 59% of men and 66% of women quickly end the relationship. 
A study from Butler University shows that most people can recall 90% of the details of their first kiss. They also tend to remember their first kiss over their first sexual experience. Now, I remember my first kiss. Technically, my first kiss was when I was four years old. I had a childhood friend named Jack. At the time, we were joined to the hip, two peas in a pod, one without the other. Now, one evening, we were headed home from work. Uh, from work we were headed home from somewhere <laughs> and um by the way we're four let me just clear that up we were four years old our families were headed home from somewhere not from work <laughs> um and we were in the back seat of the car and you know he just decided to kiss me and my father saw this happen in the rearview mirror and he pulled over into a mcdonald's parking lot and started to scream at us and he was livid you know he was yelling at us about how two boys shouldn't be kissing and i guess i remember that kiss more from fear rather than kiss itself Little did everyone know in that van um, that my actual first kiss would be with another boy. <laughs> in the wise words of 303 featuring Kesha, my first kiss went a little like this. Now, disclaimer. Buckle up, this is going to be a long story, but I'll try to make it as interesting as possible. That being said, this uh, whole story is based on memories tracing back a handful of years so bear with me as the details be may be incorrect and a lot more romanticized than it may have actually would have been now for the sake of keeping an identity confidential i'll be referring to my first kiss as nathan mundy rather than his actual name i first heard about nathan mundy in my freshman year of high school i was first told that he was an f-boy now for those who aren't aware what the term f-boy is it has many definitions i personally resonate with the definition number three on urbandictionary.com to paraphrase an f-boy is a boy who plays with a girl's feelings and he knows what a girl wants in a relationship and will take advantage of that to get what he wants you know he may be cute attractive hot whatever but don't fall for him because he will hurt you so yes, Nathan, by Urban Dictionary definition, was an F-boy. And, you know, I tried my best to steer clear from him due to prior experiences with boys like him. I wasn't too interested in the drama between Nathan and his girlfriend, but what, from, I can, from what I can recall, they broke up because Nathan cheated on her. Now, right off the bat, not the best first impression I had of him. However, sophomore year came around and I had classes with him. Being in his vicinity every day, I finally realized how not bad he was i mean he was very attractive and i was starting to catch feelings for him he wasn't the brightest person in the room so he had a lot of stupid things to say but you know it was cute <laughs> i don't know how but during those classes we got closer we would sit next to each other and talk uh talking turned into banter and the banter turned into him slapping my ass i mean I wasn't complaining, but I was also very surprised and confused. And then slapping my ass became a recurring thing. He'd do it when he'd seen me in class, or in the halls, or just out and about on campus. And why didn't I stop him? Well, because, you know, like I said, I wasn't complaining, and I wasn't uncomfortable with the fact that a really attractive guy was giving me this kind of attention, physical attention. Um, especially with my, love, my low self-esteem, I, I was thriving. <laughs> Unfortunately, he got himself a girlfriend, so I laid off talking to him for a bit, but, you know, that didn't stop him. One time during lunch, I was eating spaghetti at the table next to his. I got up from the table to do something, and lo and behold, Nathan shocks me with the biggest slap on the ass he's ever given me. I fell forward onto my spaghetti, staining the sweater I had on, and, you know, I was reasonably angry. I turned to his girlfriend, and I asked her if she saw what she just did to me, and, you know, I told her... 
he should be slapping your ass, not mine. I commanded her con- to control Nathan before I heard him and walked away to clean myself up. And I guess Nathan really liked her because when they broke up, he became a really soft boy, a softer person. And then he started and then suddenly he started sitting with me during lunch. His friends would ask him to sit with them, but he turned down the offer and stay with me. We'd share food and enjoy it with some small talk or just peace and quiet. This happened for a couple of weeks, and I I loved it. It was something so simple yet so sweet. Then out of nowhere, someone asked me if we were dating. We weren't. I brought it up to Nathan, and I thought I was being considerate about our friendship by telling him that he doesn't have to hang out with me all the time if he didn't want people to think we were dating. That's when he stopped hanging out with me altogether. He became distant. He wouldn't sit next to me in class. He wouldn't notice me in the hallways or around campus anymore. And I didn't confront him about it because I guess I was just hurt. Another day during lunch, I saw him walking and his sight sparked a question about homework or something. And so I approached him. I said, hey, Nathan, I have a question, which in rapid response, he exclaimed, I'm not bisexual. And he ran away. Um, I was flabbergasted. I mean, what what the hell did that mean? From that point on, for the rest of the school year, I found it best that I forgot he even existed. Mm. Fast forward to the next year, my junior year of high school, I had no classes with him, thank God. However, I was standing in line for lunch. Curious, I turned around to find Nathan standing right behind me. There was this excitement that resurfaced, causing me to greet him, and, you know, we had a pretty decent casual conversation about how we were doing at the moment and how the school year was so far. And then once we ended our conversation, that's when the oddest thing happened. At this point, we were facing away from each other, but uh, I still kept close. We we, we both still kept close. <laughs> As I waited for the line to move along, I was swinging my hands patiently, waiting, and then um, I accidentally brushed my hand against his hand. And then almost by instinct, both of our fingers suddenly, or both of our hands, all of our fingers suddenly laced and our hands were clasped onto each other. And there was just this buzz of electricity surging through the both of us. And we didn't say anything. We didn't say a word. I don't know. It just sparked some sort of flame that kept us from letting go. And yeah, Nathan, Mundy, and I held hands waiting in line for lunch in front of everyone. And it was a long line, meaning we held hands for a long time. That rhymed. (laughs) But no one seemed to notice. I mean, no one pointed us out. I guess it just wasn't a big deal for everyone, but it was for me, and I'm sure it was for him. Um, But I still couldn't imagine how Nathan was feeling. Uh, Once we got to the front of the line, Nathan was a gentleman, and he let me go ahead of him. As soon as I got my food, I walked away as if nothing had happened. And, you know, he did the same. (sighs) We parted ways to opposite directions. I felt the flame inside me die into a smoke, and then I realized that it was all... That was all that was going to be, so... Mm. Nathan and I didn't interact for the rest of junior year, which is kind of sad. Anyways, fast forward to the end of senior year. It's prom night, and we just ended the dance. Exiting the venue, it started to drizzle. Naturally, that meant couples had to be the most romantic they could ever be, and kiss in the rain. And, you know, I spotted Nathan alone, leaning on a wall. He was, like, sadly looking at all the couples around him. Maybe this was my chance to do something. (laughs) So I came up to him hesitantly, and then he saw me. And he smiled. He smiled so sweetly. Got off the wall, gladly grabbed me, and we hugged. (laughs) 
I know you were probably expecting us to kiss right then and there, right? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it was just a hug, but I embraced that moment as something special. Now, fast forward to a week before graduation. We have a thing at our high school called Senior Sunset, where the school reserves an area on campus as a venue to host a small farewell party for all the sem- seniors. Um, and, you know, everyone pitches in for food and drinks. We just hang out to the uh, we just hang out to watch the sunset and have a great time. And two of my friends, and let me just call them K and T, uh, were with Nathan. And as soon as he temporarily left to say hi to someone, I approached K and T, and I, I, I asked them, or I stated my proposal. <clears throat> I want to kiss Nathan, I said. And then they immediately agreed to make it happen. As soon as Nathan returned, they announced that they would be playing the classic game of truth or dare at a small table in the corner of our quad between some trees. So, oh God, this is how it's going to happen. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to (laughs) happen. Well, Nathan, I dare you to kiss Axel, Kay exclaimed, starting our game. And, you know, I thought it was too soon. I instantly got defensive and I said I hadn't had my first kiss yet. Nathan respected that. He ended up kissing me on the cheek anyway, but, you know, I liked it and I was blushing. We kept playing nonetheless. The more rounds we played, the more people started joining us. Nathan dared Kay and another girl to make out. Everyone was enjoying what they were seeing. After the other girl said it wasn't fair and dared him to make out with me, again, Nathan respected my prior statement and announced he couldn't. (sighs) I don't know what came over me, but complicated by Avril Lavigne was playing in the background and the sun was just setting so you know I just said screw it and I grabbed his face and I laid one on him and everyone was ooing and eyeing. no it was not the best first kiss it was an embarrassingly flat kiss I think it was just due to the fear instantly setting in as soon as I realized what I was doing and I let him go I let him go and I ran away and I no- I didn't notice all the girls were chasing after me and as soon as I found a bush to hide behind the girls caught up to me and dragged me out and back to the table oh my god Nathan Nathan leaned towards me and softly said Axel that was really attractive and I melted I freaking melted Nathan what's your sexuality now Kay asked I don't know, he replied, and that was that. The evening ended, and everyone went home. That day would have been labeled as the day of my first kiss, but you know, it wasn't. I didn't count it, because I came to my own consensus that it was just a product of a game. I wanted something a little more genuine. And maybe God heard my prayer, I don't know. Because, fast forward to only a day before graduation, all the seniors were stuffed in our school's smaller performance hall. I was sitting crisscross applesauce smack dab in the middle of the room, scribbling away into a friend's yearbook. Suddenly, my f- uh, suddenly someone kissed my cheek. My heart skipped a beat and I looked up. There was Nathan Mundy standing above and behind me. And I said, oh, hi, Nathan. I, I didn't get to finish my sentence. I couldn't because he kissed me. Now that was my first kiss. It was moist and it was fluffy and it was like cake and it stuck and there was a good smack to it. Oh, I mean, for Pete's sake, he kissed me upside down. That's a Spider-Man kiss. It was a quick but it was a quick but sweet kiss. Um, he kissed me during such a public occasion, so you know, I was I was vibrating. <laughs> once he pulled away, he asked me where my yearbook was. I didn't know where it was, so he asked me to hand it to him once I got it and got back to it and um because he wanted to write something and as soon as i got my book back i sent it straight to him he ended up writing a lot which uh which was weird but you know here's what he wrote axel 
Thank you so much for your caring heart and beautiful words. You really are amazing, and I hope you go far in life. Whoever turns out to be the light in your life is so lucky, and I couldn't imagine them being less than perfect because that's who you deserve. In the end, go do what your heart tells you to do, even if your brain doesn't want to. Most things, and then his writing gets really indecipherable here. Blah, 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 to the heart, and end with a good ending. Much love, Nathan Mundy. Ah. <clears throat> god why did he write this why why did you write this only god knows really graduation night we came um across the pads once more and his mother stopped me in my tracks to tell me how great my song was for a speech because I, I wrote a song for a speech rather than actually a speech which is pretty cool um and then he pitched in complimenting me like right isn't he like such an amazing singer and I could just tell that he was in love with me. I'm just kidding. I don't. I, I don't know. But you know, I I could have just kissed him again right then and there. But yeah, I couldn't. I I couldn't. <sighs> that was the last time I saw him. I mean, there was grad night, but I found out that he and a group of people were doing to do uh, were going to do things that would have ruined our college reputation if we were caught. So you know, I played it safe and I I avoided it. And um, he went off to college and out of state. And when he was back home for the holidays, I wanted to reconnect. I texted him a simple hello. That's all I did. I said, hi, welcome back to California. Because it was um, Thanksgiving break. That's what it was. And all he said, all he said was, sorry, I'm straight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, man. And I took the hint and I never said a word to him ever again. And, you know, now I wonder what he's doing. And I hope he's okay. That was my first kiss. What are your thoughts, guys? What is your first kiss like? If you haven't had your first kiss yet, what is your ideal first kiss? That's interesting. Uh, if you would like to send me stories of yours uh, for me to read anonymously, un anonymously, anonymously, or um, not anonymously, uh, go ahead and feel free to share by sending me an email to softlyspoken.podcast at gmail.com. Again, softlyspoken.podcast at gmail.com or direct message me on social media. Again, I would love to hear your first kisses, uh, your ideal first kisses or any other story. Honestly, I, I, I'm just really interested in hearing other people's stories. Uh, links to my Instagram, Twitter and the Facebook page are on the website softlyspoken.podbean.com. Everything I may have referenced in this episode should be on there too. And follow the Instagram and Twitter handles and like the Facebook page to receive future updates on the show. Now, I hope you have a nice day wherever and whenever you're watching this. Uh, or my apologies, you're listening. You can't be watching a podcast unless you're watching the numbers go down for me to finish talking. <laughs> but yes, thanks for tuning in and uh, goodbye. Bye.